holy, holy, merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text then for this fifth Sunday in the Epiphany comes to us from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, and it is read as follows. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, for this serves as the basis for this morning's meditation in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Can you imagine how it must have been for the prophet Isaiah? There he was. And all his surroundings, they must have been a surprise. Especially as he entered Jerusalem and the temple as he offered his daily sacrifice. He probably couldn't have believed his eyes. Before him was the Lord of heaven and of earth, highly exalted with angels flying all around and praising him and saying, Holy, holy, holy. It must have been something spectacular. So was Isaiah, was he surprised? He was. I would venture to say that he was much more than surprised. In fact, he was terrified. Isaiah knew God's promises that he would meet his people at the temple and he would dwell there. But this was always the thought to be invisibly. And besides, the holy place was shrouded in darkness. He never, ever thought he would see in the flesh the Lord Almighty. Quite the experience, wouldn't you agree? God, in his glory, allowed Isaiah to see him in all of his glory. And the result of this vision for Isaiah was fear, terror, as it were. Why? Why was Isaiah so scared? Well, Isaiah knows something about himself. He knows that he's a sinner. He knows God is holy, holier than anything else on earth. In fact, he's the Holy One himself. Isaiah's at a point where he realizes there's nothing he can do to change this relationship of sinner before the Holy One. Something he thought has to give. He knew deep down that God isn't going to change. Isaiah knows that he's not holy. He knows that he's a sinner. He knows that he can't stand in the presence of the Holy One. Thus, he says, I am lost. 
A better translation might be, I am done. And the fact he says, oh, I'm a dead man. But really, as we look at the, and examine the text, we see that that's not the case. Isaiah, he confesses his sin completely. He says, woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people who are unclean. What Isaiah is saying is he's saying that we are lost. That we have sinned against the Lord in thought, word, and in deeds. You see, here's the thing. Isaiah confessed his condition. He knew what he was all about. And that is like the condition of all people. For example, and you might agree, in our world today, people just don't show love to one another. They don't have a fear for the Lord. They cheat on their taxes if they can. And they steal whatever they can. That is, if they can get away with it. They call people names. They talk behind their back. They even have no regard for human life. The world has no idea what it means to be holy. They don't know or even care who Jesus is. This, my friends, is the sad reality that each of us live in. But nonetheless, God says, Be holy, just as I am holy. We who are here in the church are not exceptionally holy people. We, like all of humanity, we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. However, if you think about it, there is a reason why the prophet Isaiah, why he appeared, or I should say, why God appeared to Isaiah. Isaiah, though he was a sinner, is going to be sent by the Lord. He's going to be the Lord's instrument the Lord's apostle. He will be the prophet of Yahweh. And he will speak God's word of hope and love to all the people. You see, in order to change, in order to convert Isaiah from sinner to holy, from unworthy to worthy, God must act. God loved the world from the foundation of it. And in his infinite foreknowledge, he planned for salvation for the whole world. He has done this through Jesus. For Scripture says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what does it mean to be holy? The Lord gave an example to the prophet Isaiah. The Lord sent one of the seraphim, a fiery angel from heaven, to purge Isaiah's sinful lips with a coal, as our text says, from the heavenly altar of incense. The angel touches Isaiah's lips. And rather than be burnt up, Isaiah's unclean lips were cleansed. Your guilt, he says, has been taken away. Your sin has been atoned for. The question we have to ask ourselves today 
By whom has all this been done? God says, holy, be holy, holy, holy. We get that from the great Deum, located in the book of Revelation for us. You can hear the choirs and the angels of heaven singing together. Who has taken away Isaiah's sin? Who has atoned for Isaiah's sin? Well, in verse 13 of our text, the Lord speaks of his holy seeds. Not Isaiah, but the Lord himself, for the sake of the holy seed. The Messiah has taken away, atoned for, for the entire world. The beauty of this is, is Isaiah is declared righteous by God because of Jesus. Because of his death and resurrection, he is now fit for service. You and I, through the waters of holy baptism, we are now fit for service. The Lord then calls Isaiah to a new ministry. Previously, Isaiah was a priest who would intercede on behalf of all the people of God. But now Isaiah will work in the other direction, speaking from God to the people. The Lord asks a question to which he already knows the answer. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? The Lord the triune God who is both I and, or I should say one and three, which means us, is really putting the question to Isaiah, who is now equipped to answer, not in terror, but in a free and willing and joyful spirit? Here I am. Send me. Isaiah's new ministry would not be easy Preaching to a people who were unwilling to hear his words. Yet the Lord, for the sake of the Holy One, which is Christ, he sent them a preacher to proclaim faith in Christ and that God someday would return. So where does this leave us today? Holy, holy, holy. Well, the good news for each of us here today is simply this. What the Lord started with Isaiah. He continues to have mercy on his people and has sent to us faithful ministers who will always speak the word of the Lord, calling us to repentance and announcing the forgiveness of our sin. For Jesus' sake, the Lord has atoned for our sin and has sent his ministers his pastors, his missionaries, to speak God's word throughout the world. So let me remind you that by the grace of God, your sins are indeed forgiven, just as they were for Isaiah. So you see, our holiness comes from the work of the Lord. In a few minutes, you will partake of the Lord's body and blood. And there hopefully you will be reminded that you are indeed loved and forgiven. 
In Christ, my dear friends, through the forgiveness of our sin, we, like Isaiah, are cleansed and prepared for the Lord's service in the world and in our vocation. We, as baptized children of God, are purged free from the grips of sin, death, and the devil so that you and I might be a light for others, especially in this darkened world. So go and be holy, 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 all because of Christ. In his name we say, Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may he keep your hearts and minds in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. We'll continue then with our offerings. And then from there we will continue with our offertory. There is a higher throne. And uh, that's in our songbook, page number 23. 